politics can be pretty scary. The pleas from the American people are deafening. Have you been consorting with the devil? Democracy's messy. The point isn't that anybody in our country is Hitler. It sounds like the devil's involved here. The Truth. TheTruthPodcast.com Hi everyone, this is Jonathan Mitchell. And in this episode of The Truth, we're going to offer our twist on political scare tactics. Just in time for Halloween, we give you a collection of horror stories that take place within the world of electoral politics. Did you hear that? Honey, you're scaring me now. Stop it. That is a rat sniffing for garbage or human flesh upon which to feast. From PRX and The Truth. You must be very still. It's the devil you know. I got you now. Just a word of warning, if you're a younger listener or you're uncomfortable with violence or scary situations, then this show may not be for you. And wouldn't you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful day for it. Hey, it's a beautiful day for equality. Do you have a minute for the ACLU? All right, we'll take care. You've seen canvassers on the street, right? They're standing out there with their clipboards and they're trying to get you to sign some kind of petition or to make some kind of donation to a worthy cause. Hey there! You have a minute for the ACLU today? Excuse me, you're kind of in the way. All right, thanks anyway. It's a tough job. You're standing out on the street corner all alone. And you never know who you'll encounter. And it gives us that ongoing support that we need to really do the work that we do best. So, can I get you signed up today? I'm impressed. Oh, thank you very much. And you've got a, I'm telling you, I see a lot of dogs, and this is the I'm nicest I'm going to make dog. a donation. Well, thank you. That's excellent. It'll cost you, though. Well, what it, do you mean? It's going to cost you something. To get you to sign up? Uh-huh. Uh, a oh. smile. Oh. <laughs> a, a big smile. I don't think it can get any bigger than that. <laughs> You've got a lovely smile. Thank you. And I should know, I'm a professional. Oh, are you a dentist? Prosthodontist. So it's a... I make, uh... Prosthetic teeth? Yeah, fake teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Uh, thank oh, you so yeah. much. Let's get you all signed up. You just got to fill out this little paperwork here, and I just need well, a credit or checking listen, account. Listen, I'm just out walking the dog, and I don't have my wallet with me. I've got no money. But I live right over here. Now, That's a beautiful building. I'm the only one who lives there. You come knock on that door when you get off or when you have a break or whenever you want. And I'm going to give you a nice-sized donation. Well, I, I appreciate the offer, and I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. 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 It was a pleasure to meet you, Arnold. Pleasure's all mine. Hey there, you have a minute for ACLU? Get a job. Hey there, you have a minute for the ACLU today? No, I don't give to scams, thank you. Hey there, you have a minute for no, equality? I don't think so. All right, well, have a great day. Thank you very much. I have a minute for equality. Luke, you can't visit me while I'm canvassing. I've told you that like a thousand times. This is a really nice park. You must be making bank out here. So did you go to the doctor? I printed out the instructions. Yeah, yeah, thank okay. you. It was great. He told me I was sick. Uh, what, what do you have? Well, you remember that Tostito I choked on when we were watching The Bachelorette last week? Yeah, I remember that Tostito. Some of the particles got into my lungs and now they're infected. I've walking pneumonia. Are you serious? Yeah. That's, that's serious. Well, yeah, it's kind of bad, but, you know, I'm totally fine. They gave me a prescription, so I'm going to get an inhaler, some antibiotics. I'm even getting some steroids. So my body's going to be, like, real cut soon. Okay. So go pick them up. Stop bugging me. Right, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, I had to pay to, for the doctor out of my own pocket, and I don't have insurance, so I was going to see if maybe you... Yeah, no, I don't have anything. The utilities wiped me out. I've got, like, four bucks to my name. Well, what about right. your credit card? It's been frozen since we bought the couch, so uh, it doesn't, you can't sign on that. All right, well. Why don't you just call mom and dad or something? Mom and dad aren't gonna give me money. Okay? For your health, maybe. Well, how about the money you're making here? My canvassing money? Yeah, why not? You know, just give me a little bit of it and then I'll pay you back eventually. It, I can't steal from my job. That's awful. Come on, just, uh, you know, be like a Robin Hood to me. Like, rob from the rich ACLU and give to the poor my lungs. I can't do that. I'm sorry. I know it's your job, but, you know, this is family. This is more important. My lungs. If Tostitos in them that need to come out. Okay. Yes. Fine. 
I'm gonna have to, but now I've gotta make $150 in cash in less than four hours. You just shouldn't even look at that as a challenge. You're gonna make like four times that. Oh, really? Hand up to God. Hand up to God. There we go, we saluted it with a high five. Thanks okay. for the money. No problem. Just, I love you. I love you too. Just get your prescription. If there's not a prescription when I get home, I will kill you. Hey there, you have a minute to help protect voter Did you rights? See that I'm on the phone? Okay. Have a nice day, sir. I live right over here. Hey, help protect the right to vote. I'm the only one who lives there. You come knock on that door. Hey, wanna help protect the right to vote today? Go find a real chair. And I'm gonna give you a nice size donation. Well. Hi. Hello. Remember me, Kate? Sure. From the Come on in. Great. Wow. Your home is gorgeous. Uh, thank you very much. It's been in the family for years. Oh wow, this floor is beautiful. Something, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> really intricate woodwork. Would you mind uh, taking off your oh, shoes? Of course. Oh, no, that's all right. Here. Your dog must be really well trained. He didn't make a sound when I came in. Yeah, I don't have a dog. Here, let me, uh, I'm gonna go put these in here for a second. Oh. Okay. Hmm. What's this? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to pick this up. It's yes, just... that's a 17th century Douglas Lever dental instrument. Multi-purpose. <laughs> Looks like a torture device or something. <laughs> it's terrifying. Not really. <laughs> You've quite a collection. Oh, yes. Uh, why don't we uh, go back here toward my study? And... I mean, that's where I keep my checkbook. Oh, great. Oh, wow. This place really opens up. <laughs> Uh, what are, what are these all along the ceiling? They look like, they look oh. like teeth. <laughs> I call that my crown molding, moldings of mouths and teeth. Are they, are they real? Oh yes, yes, they're real. I made them myself. Um, you made them? Yeah, uh, f friends, family, uh, patients. So these are all real impressions of people's teeth? Oh yes. There are hundreds of them up here. It's really dark in here. Oh yes, I like it. Uh, I like it dark. I don't see any windows, actually. Not since I came. Well, the, for instance, that's a window. Those are just shelves that I've put in there, in where the window used to be, for books and artifacts. Oh my God. It's just the way I like it. That's. Why not? <laughs> So, uh, would you like uh, something to drink? Some tea? Uh, no. Fresh pear juice? Wow. Uh, that's really, really tempting, but um, I, I really do need to get back no to campus. No pulp. <laughs> uh, I do hate pulp, but uh, no, actually, I, I just need your, your check for the ACLU, actually. Okay, let's... Yeah. Uh, studies right over here. Okay. Here we go. I don't mean to be pushy. <laughs> no, not at all. So, uh, what do you think about uh, Apple White v. Pennsylvania? Um, I don't know that case. You don't know? No. What do you mean you don't know that case? It's a voter suppression case, very important. Oh, I'm just not familiar with it. Well, they're demanding that uh, this 94-year-old woman get a voter ID. She's voted all of her life, and now she's got to get some kind of ID. Oh. I don't, don't see how you could miss that, being a member of the ACLU. Uh, well, actually, I mean... Technically, I don't actually work for the ACLU. I, I work for like a fundraising company. So, depending on what day it is, you know, I might be out there fundraising for Planned Parenthood or ASPCA or an, any other one of those great organizations like that. So you don't care who you work for? No, I mean, I care. I care very much about who I work for. I mean, they're all great causes. I'm just not an idealist in any kind of way. I, I wouldn't say that. You're but just doing this for your own profit. Well, technically, make I money. Use, well, yeah, it's a job. Mm. It's a job like any other, I guess. If I were working for the ACLU, it would be the ACLU paying me, but 
I'm working for this company, so they're the ones who pay me. That's very disappointing. Well, I'm very sorry to have misled you. Uh, on, on the street, we do, we all say that we're fundraisers for whatever organization it is that we're working for. And Voter I, suppression is a very important cause. I understand that. My own family has been suppressed. My father was denied the vote because of the way he looked. Well, that's incredibly unfair. And that's why I work for the company I work for, so that people like you can give money to a cause that you feel passionately about. I saw you give money to your brother. Out on the street. ACLU money. Look, that was a mistake. This is, this is a mistake. And if you could just take me to where my shoes are in... I'm going to give you money. You really don't need to do that. I'm going I to. But since you're not an idealist, you don't believe in what you're raising the money for, we're going to make a straight transaction out of this. I give you the money, you give me something. Like, what? I want your smile. I want to make a mold of your teeth so I can have your smile. Now then, open wide. Okay, I'm gonna put this in place. And that's right. It's to keep your mouth and jaw separated. Don't, 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 don't move and keep your tongue back out of the way. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh. Let me see. Uh-huh. Yes, there's some abrasion, some wearing on the back of your teeth, your incisors. Probably just vigorous brushing. Mm. Okay, what we're going to do is... Uh, you're going to bite down on a molding when I place it in your mouth. It'll just take about 30 seconds or so, and then you must be very still. Okay. Uh-uh, hold still. You know, when you're out on the street and you wear a sign on yourself that says you're this or you're that, and you're not really that, but people think that you are, that's not that important. But people don't have to know all the details about who's fundraising and who you're fundraising for. I'm sorry. I... No, no, no. Hold still. All right. Be still. But... To take money that belongs to someone else is stealing. And once you've stolen, it makes you a thief. And you'll be a thief for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Open wide. Here we go. Hey. Hey, hi. How'd you do? What's going on? I guess I did all right. Well, uh, let's hear it. Let's get some numbers. Uh, ten sustainers and one gift, cash gift, a hundred bucks. Okay. All right, all right. There's always tomorrow. Uh, Kate? Um, well, I've got that one sustainer from before. So that, and then I just got a grand in cash gifts. What? That's amazing. Well, it's a cash gift. It's not a sustainer. Come on, don't you can spare that speech right now. That is incredible. Thanks. It's not what I was expecting. Are you guys ready to pack up and head back to the office? I kind of want to get home. Oh, come on. A thousand dollars. You just made a thousand dollars. Celebrate it. 
You have such a beautiful smile. Why are you smiling? What are you talking about? Just smile. Am I not smiling right now? Guys, am I not smiling? Do You Have a Minute for Equality was written by Chet Siegel. For a full list of credits, you can visit our website, thetruthpodcast.com. Coming up, a third-party candidate is stalked by a serial killer. Did you hear that? Honey, you're scaring me now. Stop it. Stay here. What are you doing? Stop it, Mike! You're listening to The Devil You Know, a Halloween election special from The Truth. Stick around. If you dare. Listening to The Devil You Know, a Halloween election special from PRX and The Truth. And just to be clear, what you're about to hear is a work of fiction. Yo! Yo, sorry to interrupt the hard work. I know it is hard work, and I thank you for it. I just wanted to say I know conventional wisdom tells us that an independent candidate with no money doesn't have a chance in hell of winning this race, okay? But I'm gonna ask you to listen to something other than conventional wisdom. I'm gonna ask you to listen to your heart, okay? And your heart tells us that we do have a chance because you're not some political operative flown in here sweating for some political party to do party work. You're here for you. You're here for the people of this district. You're here for your children. You're here for your future. And that's what I'm here for. So get out there, knock on those doors, make those phone calls, and let's win this thing. And on election night, we're gonna have a big party and Jenny's gonna save a little bit of money for beer and pizza. And maybe a DJ. <laughs> All right, now, now get back to work. I can't, I can't get a DJ. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, really quick, I moved your 1 p.m. with the Chamber of Commerce to tomorrow at 1 p.m. Why? It's 2.15 right now, so you missed it. Okay, makes sense. And, uh, there are two FBI agents in your office. Why? What, what do they want? I don't know. They are handsome and authoritative, and they want to speak to you. <laughs> Jenny. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they want to volunteer. Hi. I'm Mike Coleman. What can I do for you guys? Mr. Coleman, I'm Special Agent Sandler. Mm -hmm. This is Special Agent Winner. Nice to meet you. How do you do? Uh, Mike, you is do? there something you need to tell me about? I don't know. Is there something I need to tell her about? No, Ms. Rosen, we're not arresting anybody. Actually, Mr. Coleman, we're here to notify you of a specific security threat against you. Really? Mr. Coleman, we have reason to believe that you're being targeted by a very dangerous individual. What? Well, at least somebody knows I'm running for Congress. We've been following this guy for three years. He's good. Smart, really. And it's enough of a threat to notify you about. Oh, Jesus. This is nuts. Uh, I mean, here, I... these are the victims that we know about. Oh, All seven of them. This guy's a serial killer? You'll notice something, too. If you look... These guys were all running for office. <laughs> good eye. Uh, there's several patterns, but the most prominent one... They were all independents. She's quick. Oh my god, he buried this guy alive. He shot this one in his own bed. Let me see this. What's with these photos? Uh, every victim seems to receive the uh, parting gift uh, of a vintage campaign button from a failed independent candidate. Uh, this is Perot in 96, mm -hmm. Ron Paul in 88, Anderson in 80. Here's Eugene V. Debs in 
1904. Yeah. He's sending a message. What what uh, what message? Well, the the profilers all think that he is probably white male, uh, possible military background, and that he's most likely compelled by a desire for order. Uh, and for him, the two-party system is the mother of all order. Hmm. Um, my take. Uh, is that he thinks he's the savior of a world that is being destroyed by guys like you. What's what's the play here? What do we do? Well, we're, we're ahead of him now, mm-hmm. so we can deploy full protection detail, put mm-hmm. a barrier up, make it difficult. You'll still be able to shake hands and kiss babies, but okay. uh, not as much, and it won't be fun. You can put up a wall. Yeah. The other option would be you could drop out which would make you no longer a target. But the FBI is not recommending in any official capacity that you exit the race. Of course not. Sleep on it. Uh, In the meantime, here's our card. Um, This is our emergency contact number. Uh, Trust your gut. If something's not right, call immediately. Well, thank you guys very much for coming by. Thank you. Our pleasure. Sorry it's under these circumstances. Sure. Don't hesitate to give us a call. Thanks. Thank you, Mr. Coleman. Thank you. Oh, there he is. Mike Coleman. Stu Piper. Stu. Oh, that's right. That's today. Stuart Pepper uh, from NPR? Uh, not anymore, actually. I've gone independent. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Stuart Piper, independent. Uh, Mike Coleman, independent. Discuss. <laughs> sorry, Jane. Thanks. I know you're real busy. This will only take a couple of minutes. Mike, uh, this is your third time running. I'm just curious. Do you see yourself becoming the perpetual okay. whoa, candidate? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, uh, you want to start now? Yeah. Let's duck into a conference room. Great. Let me just set the levels here. Sure. Have some more. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be 15 minutes of conversation only to have one tiny snippet in a larger piece about Olson and Cryer. Now, this is part of a larger profile that I've been working on about uh, the independent spirit in America. You know, just beyond the talking points, uh, what is it that drives a candidate to enter a race as an independent? Right. Well, I'll tell you what I told you last time we met is that when I joined the service, I, I swore allegiance to this country, not to a political party. And I believe that once you've fought and bled and seen your friends die for this country, it's a, uh, that's the hard part. Okay, it's a lot okay, easier okay, to okay. Just stand okay. Up just now how, so you're, you're a true believer. Okay. I, I get that. Everybody gets that. But Mike, let's be frank here. Yeah. You're not a career politician. No. This isn't your profession. And here you are entering into a race where both parties are putting an awful lot of national money into this. Now, what's the angle? Be honest with me now. Is this a vanity thing? Are you playing the spoiler? I mean, do you see that you could be causing more harm than good? Oh, no, no. Uh, I disagree with the question. I'm, I'm not entering into a race dominated by two other people to fight against those people. I am entering into a race for something, not against something. I'm not against those guys. I'm, I'm entering into this race to fight for the people of this district. Uh-huh. Now, I've been tracking a lot of independents across the country, and uh-huh. it seems to me that despite your posturing as being the outside group, uh, separate from the two systems, <laughs> separate from the two parties, a lot of you guys sound an awful lot alike to me. I, uh, okay. Um, I, d- I, I disagree with the premise of your question. I think the, uh, you can't group, you know, I'm, Stu, I am really distracted right now by something else that's going on and I need to attend to that and I would really appreciate sure you'll find me though oh yeah I'll find you okay. you're not going to get away from me that easy Mike <laughs> no I know it I can sense <laughs> it uh, but I appreciate what you're doing and uh, we will see each other again oh this isn't the end between us Mike hey. you can't wriggle your way off my hook that easily hey honey I was listening to a report you're waiting to hear them at least mention your name. Stupid me. So, I had this strange meeting today. When Olsen and Pryor are on the screen together, you should be too. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call Penny and Diane in the morning. They have to do better. I like them. They're doing a good job. No, I like them. I just don't want this to happen again. Oh, Sadie just walked into a wall again. God. Sadie! No, 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 Sadie! No, shh, shh, shh. Honey, honey, honey. What? I'll check it out. Well, what do you need in the closet that you... Oh, come on. Really? You still I thought you got rid of that thing. You're against guns, remember? No, I hate them. As soon as I make him illegal, I'll be the first one to turn this baby in. Now, please stay here. Well, don't shoot the dog. Sadie. 
Who is it? Sorry about you, buddy. It's Steve S next door. Steve? Yeah. Oh. Steve. Yeah, oh, Sadie, come here, you. Yeah, she, she was scratching Steve. at my door. It really freaked me out a little oh, bit. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about oh, that. Come here, you. You better say thank you to Steve. He rescued you. I don't understand how she can, you know, still get over the fence, but I practically got to carry her back here. Yeah, she's a big, hairy troublemaker is what she is. Yeah, and a uh, Nader fan, I see. What are you talking about? On her collar, right there, the button. Nader. Still blame the guy for bore losing, but... All right, Th thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you, good no night. No problem. All right, um, 99. 99. Come on, Sadie, we're going upstairs. You're gonna sleep with the humans tonight. Come on, let me get you. Ladies and gentlemen, seriously, I have a. Hey, yo! Hey! Everybody, gather around! Come on in! Yeah, you can fit in here. In. I have an announcement to make. Uh, I know you guys have been working really hard, and I really appreciate that, and, uh,. You guys are up against a lot of challenges, and sometimes that can wear on your enthusiasm. And I, I see that, and I don't blame you. Uh, we're all, we're all kind of nuts to undertake this endeavor in the first place, aren't we? <laughs> and I've been, I've, been, I've been thinking about what's most important to me, to my family, and, and to the greater community, and to this district, and I've decided not to run. What? Well, I, uh, let me let me finish. Let's just let me finish. <sighs> I've decided not to run from the problems that face this country. <laughs> and you guys are running with me. And sometimes we move forward, and sometimes we move backward. But we move together, and we're about to move into the toughest part of this fight. So let's get it in gear. Hit those phones. Get out there. Talk to people, and let's make this happen. Well, Mr. Coleman, that was certainly something. Good to see you guys again. Welcome back. We thought we were just coming to say goodbye before we head to Baltimore. Supposed to be looking at another candidate there, but obviously that's not relevant Listen, anymore. you want to catch this guy, let's catch him. I'll draw him out, you kill or capture. It's a win for both of us. You want us to use you as bait? Yeah. If that goes bad, that is an elephant taking a crap on my career. <laughs> what do you think? I think you're out of your mind, Coleman. All right, let's catch this psycho. But this stays between us. All right, new winner, you copy? Copy, I got a visual on the crowd. So that's why we're here, that's why you're here. So about here 60, 70 people, 15 feet of clearance. We're doing together this whole past week, holding these town halls. Not a lot going on, yeah. Gathering people together and having a conversation. Why outdoors? Because we want sunlight on this. Down there in the fourth row, sunlight, they say, is the best a white male, mid-40s. Beard, peacoat. Yeah. Well, What's he looking at? The two parties are busy preserving themselves. They're not here right now talking to you. What's he looking around? Do you want to be held back longer by two groups who are constantly defeating each other? Yeah, real tight grip on that duffel bag. Yeah. See if you can get a closer look. It's covered in buttons. 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 All right, I'm moving in. Go, stay on him. Foot pursuit. Stay on him, Agent Winter. Stop. Stay on him. Slow down, I got him. You got him? Get out! Agent Winter, what's your condition? And it looks... Uh, oh. Give me the bag. It looks like uh, some of our plainclothes boys have caught us a uh, pickpocket. We got press credential in here. Okay. Stuart Piper. I'm a journalist. Yeah, independent. You can even give a real newspaper. Good job. Give that man a 
Stewart Piper. Stand up, Stewart Piper. You're under arrest. Game over, buddy. Round of applause, sir. He's working hard. Game over. Captain, we got him. And if you send me to Congress, I will work hard. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well done. They got him. It all worked out, honey. It's over? Really? Be prepared to be a congressman's wife. You should have told we me this before. We pulled it off. I'm sorry. I didn't want you to be scared. Okay, this is such a huge breach of trust. Honey, Somebody was trying to, to kill you, you and was you didn't tell me. Was trying to kill me. It's over, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. No, stop it. What? Stop it. Mm-hmm. Honey, come on. You come just, on. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just Which? totally... I can't believe This you. is Coleman. Mike, Agent Winter, do you have a minute? Of course. Yeah, uh, I'll be right back. Do you want to coordinate our statements? Because I want to loop Jenny in on this. Mike, we, um, we had to cut him loose. Hmm? He had solid alibis for every murder, travel documents, receipts. No, no, but he ran. Yeah, people run when they get chased. Sometimes this happens. Okay, can I, can I stop by? So. Hello? Hello? Agent Winter, hello? It appears our celebration may be a little premature because that was one of the FBI agents in this. Did you hear that? Honey, you're scaring me now. Stop it. What are you Where's the gun? Ah, uh, it is with Professor Plum in the library. I got Where rid of it, it okay? Where it's gone. Put it? I got rid of it. Sorry. I didn't want a gun in the house anymore. Okay, shh, shh. Stay here. What are you doing? Stop it, Mike. Crime Unit 3, how might I direct your call? Yes, I need Agent Winner or Agent Sandler. This is Mike Coleman calling. Can you repeat that, sir? <sighs> Tell him Coleman called and it's an emergency. <sighs> Mike? On a quiet. Did you tr- just turn off the power? Shh. Did you reset the breaker? Shh. <sighs> I got you now. You think this is all a game? You think that you can just ruin the system, don't you? I'm gonna put an end to this campaign. Killing you! I'm gonna kill you. Mike! Laura, I'm shot! Reset the breaker. Agent Sandler? Don't shoot, federal agent! Don't shoot! You were trying to kill What are you doing here in our house? What are you doing here? Ah, you shot me. You were gonna kill him. I was trying to protect you. I thought that you were him. I was coming to protect you. Put the gun down. You said you were gonna end his campaign. You said- I don't. Oh my God, put the gun down. Put the gun down. Laura, put the gun on the table. Put the gun on the table. (laughs) VCU-5, I need an ambulance at this location. I have an agent shot. Put pressure on this. Help me, get this coat off. Listen, I need you to put pressure on this, okay? Put your hand on this, all right? Well, you're gonna get your national audience. Jeez, you think? How's this play out? There was an agent here on a routine safety briefing, and there was an accidental shooting when you were showing him your gun. My gun? Yeah. I'm not supposed to have a gun. I know. Well, that's the end of my campaign. I know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But the threat to you will be over. Mm-hmm. You're not about to get your nuts sued off by a reporter like I am. Well, there's so, that bright side for me. I'll let you know how he's doing, right? Take care. Thank you very much. Yeah. Agent Winner? Hey, wait, wait up. Yeah, what is it? Sorry, um, the medics left this. I think it's Agent Sandler's jacket. Uh, thank you, Laura. I don't think you'll be needing that. Well, I think his wallet's in here. Well, he will need that. He'll need his ID. Oh, thanks. Oh, wait, hold on a second. It's not his wallet. It's a little velvet box, uh, for a ring. Ring? Let me see this. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is that? Gavin T. Mills for Vermont, 1994. That, that, that's a vintage campaign pin. What? Oh my god. It's him? It's him this whole time. It's him! 
Although technically I wasn't arrested, I was held overnight without charges and released this morning with no explanation whatsoever. But that's not where the story ends, Mara. Last night, apparently, there was a shooting incident reported at Mike Coleman's private home involving law enforcement. The FBI this morning released a detailed statement saying it was an accidental discharge of the candidate's own gun. Keep in mind here, Coleman is a candidate who's very anti-gun. Last night, the agent was listed as being in stable condition, but this morning, he's now dead from the very same wound. This is on the heels of an already very troubled campaign. And I also have information from an inside source, part of Coleman's campaign, who tells me that this is not the first time the FBI has visited with him. Though, I don't have any more information to report on that at this specific time. Hello? He's dead. I heard. I thought he was stable. Sorry. Don't, don't worry. Uh, accidental all the way. No charges. We have got your back on this. Wait a second. You're not really going to bury it. I mean, this is an FBI agent conducting political assassinations across the country. You really <laughs> Get, think Mike, that... get some sleep, buddy. Get some sleep. We had a deal. I helped you catch him. I thought you cared about the country, Mike. Huh? The FBI does a lot of good. This would destroy us. We're on the ropes as it is. You, you, we don't need this. Sandler is dead. It's over. Move no, on. No, no, the public deserves to know. And you, don't, you, you, don't, don't, Mike. You and I both know this is all about you. You want to win. You want to be a national hero. No, no, I am a national hero. Listen to me, Mike. You're right. You are a national hero. I know it. You know it. Your wife knows it. Choose to be satisfied with that. Are you there? Yeah. Mike, really, thank you. When things settle down, if you ever need anything from me, from the Bureau, you pick up the phone, okay? Take care. Good morning, Mike. Hi. I drafted this for you last week, just in case. Let me see it, please. Oh, thanks. Not a problem. Bye, Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming. It's with a heavy heart that today I announced that I am dropping out of the race for candidate for U.S. Congress. Uh, affecting me and my family in a way that I believe in the goals of this campaign and hope that the two candidates. Hey, Stuart Piper, this is Mike Coleman calling. I heard your report, and uh, I have some information for you. Maybe we can continue our little chat? Give me a call back when you have a chance. Bye. Jenny, come back in here, please. Uh, yes, Mike? Is there any coffee on? No, but I could make some. Why don't you do that? Make, make a lot. Really? Really. You mean it? Let's do this. Let's do this. Third Party was written by Ed Herbstman. You can find a full list of credits for that story or any of the stories on this program on our website, thetruthpodcast.com. Coming up, the final hours of Edgar Allan Poe have always been shrouded in mystery. Well, imagine how he may have died. You're listening to The Devil You Know, a Halloween election special from PRX and The Truth.
You're listening to The Devil You Know, a Halloween election special from PRX and The Truth. The Truth is a regular podcast. We make a new story every two weeks, and you can find us at thetruthpodcast.com. And for this special, we asked our podcast listeners to send us their true election horror stories. And we received one story in particular that captured our imagination. So back in 2002, I took a job as caretaker for the last home of Edgar Allan Poe. That's listener Matthew Mercier. And we decided to take his story, his true story, and make our own fictional twist on it. So here we go. Here's Matthew again, telling the rest of his story. And as caretaker, I had to live in the basement of the museum and give guided tours on the weekends. Saturdays from 10 to 4, Sundays from 1 to 5. But uh, the weekend of October 7th in particular attracted a fair number of people. October 7th, 1849 was when Poe died. And a gentleman one year, this was early on in my tenure, before I knew, really knew what I was doing, a gentleman shows up at my door wearing uh, all purple. Purple vestments, purple sh- pants, a purple turban wrapping his head. He's a big guy. He comes striding in and he said, young man, young man, on the anniversary of Poe's death, I am going to raise up the spirit of Poe. I am going to raise up the spirit of Poe. And he goes and he sits in front of the bronze bust in the parlor. (laughs) He sits in the lotus position. He tries to light a stick of incense. I said, sir, you, you can't do that. In a public place, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, son, son, do you know how Poe died? I said, oh, well, there are a number of theories. And he's like, no, no, no. I'll tell you how he died. I'll tell you how he died. He died on election day, right? He died in Baltimore. He was famously found in a bar wearing clothes that weren't his. And he was drunk out of his mind, right? In our young democracy, during elections, cities were very violent places. And you'd have gangs roaming the streets looking for isolated people. And they'd find these people, and they would ply them with liquor, and they'd dress them in other people's clothes. And they'd force them to vote two or three times under threat of death. And this was called Cooping. Excuse me, is this seat taken? Uh, this seat is not taken, no. Lucky us. Oh, okay. What's your name? Uh, my name is Edgar. What's that you're drinking, Edgar? Oh, yeah, this is a fancy drink I just ordered. It's uh, called a water. Ooh. <laughs> you're not having any fun today? Well, I'm going to vote today, so I'd like to keep my head clear. Oh, you don't say. Yes, today's the day. Oh. So, uh, I suppose you're going to vote Whig, then? No, no, in fact not. I am a Democrat, and I am going to vote Democrat. No matter how the stars align, my vote will be Democrat. Well, that's a shame. You know, I find I do my best thinking after I've had a few drinks and a good time. Love, I'm not interested, so, but thank you. Huh, I see. Would you excuse me for just one moment? Of course. I see a lot of talking. Let's move on. Find another guy. I, I don't know what to do with him. He's not drinking. He's a Democrat. There are eight polling places within walking distance from this very spot. Now, all we need tonight is one good mark who we can dress up in three different outfits, traipsing them around to eight different places. That's how many votes for the Whigs? 24 votes okay. for the Whigs. If you can deliver 24 votes for the Whigs tonight, that's $8 for you. But I, I think we should move on. I'm done with him. He's just a weird guy. Don't you read any of the papers? No, I don't read any of the papers. Do you have any idea who it is you've been speaking to? He's a weird guy named Edgar. Poe. So? Edgar Allan Poe. He's a minor luminary in the literary world. Well, that means nothing to me. If you can't entice him with alcohol, try giving him a deeper range of stimulation, perhaps tears of the poppy. Well, I'm not using my own supply. You got some? Thank you. No, no that's not on the Bronx. That's on credit. I'm going to leave you one of these days. Oh, welcome back. Have you put out your fire? Ah, 
No, no, actually. I'm about to start one. Start a fire? Yes. I just got a, a package from a niece of mine who's studying in the Far East. The Far East? Yes, she sent me some tears of the poppy. Tears of... Did she know? Yes, right here. Take a look. Oh, well, I don't... Do, my God. <laughs> that is a substantial gift. Would you like to celebrate no, now, your freedom? No, I need to keep my head clear today. Well, all right. Well, well if you'll excuse me, I'm actually going to head downstairs and sample some of my niece's treat uh, myself. Downstairs? Yes. I live downstairs. You live under the bar? I'm the caretaker of the bar. Really? And in exchange, I keep it clean and, well, to be honest, mostly I, I fight off the rodent population. Ah, well, what do we do with our lives but merely <laughs> defend ourselves from the rodent population? That's quite true. Actually, right now, I'm being plagued by the biggest rat I've ever seen in really? my life. Well, I'm quite the rat killer myself, you so... You are. No rat I found has been quite enough of a challenge for me. Well, you should meet my rat. Come down with me. <laughs> I know, thank you. I, I could I, really I, use a hand. This thing is quite a trouble. I mean, It's down there right now. It's down there right now. It is so bold. It crawls into bed with me no. tonight. No. Yes, it well, does. Well, that's a problem. It's disturbing. We must do something Yes, about we that. must. All right. Just a few more steps. All right. Here we are. Mm. Don't light the candle too quickly. We'll only have one glimpse as the rat scurries about. All right, you ready? Here we go. There oh! he is, I see him. My God, he's huge! Oh! He just ran right across our feet! <laughs> it seems you do have a companion yes, down there. Yes, I do. Well, we're going to have to wait for a few moments before he reemerges. Oh, well, and while we wait, mm. I'll sample some of my niece's I treat. I shall prepare myself to strike him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Darn. I always forget how to use these things. They're mm. so complicated. Well, this one looks more oh, complicated these... than his desk. You know, I believe this is more ornamental and decorative. But you can still use it if you lower the tip uh -huh. and put your thumb underneath this hole. Oh, and hole. where do I That's put what... this? Well, you're just gonna... Okay. When you light the match, you wanna... Uh, you just hold it like that. Like this? There you go. Okay. Go ahead. And now... Oh, oh, you're gonna burn yourself. I, yes. I did. You're gonna burn your thumb. Will You'll you get one me? of these guys on the oh, tip of your thumb saying hello to you. So you want to hold it right there. And breathe it and take your thumb off. Here you go. Could you just do it one more time so I you can see? You just hold it to your lips. And you put your thumb under if here. If I were to hold the flame, I would put you, it. You put, yes, go ahead and put it. This is how you do it. It's just. the whole bag. I didn't say to give him the whole bag. Don't you know a man's limitations? He took the whole bag. How was I supposed to know? Prop him up. Oh, he's so big. Oh. <sighs> I've got to kill the rat. Okay. I've got to kill the rats. We don't have time for this. Get a frock cone on him. Oh, Shake that's it. my Christmas coat. Oh, you're contributing it to a worthy cause. My mother oh. made that for me. All right, let's get him. Oh, All right, Edgar, can you walk up the stairs? You'll kill the rat. Up the stairs. Let's get him to the poles. Stop worrying about the rat. Okay, now time to vote. Where is he? Here now. This lover is the rat. Now grab it by the neck. Squeeze the rat and push the rat towards Listen to twig. the crackle of its bones. Very good. Perfect. Very good. One down, seven more to go. Now All let's rats. get him out into the back alley and change his clothes. Get the rat hands off me. Put your leg in the There's no reason to grumble. There's a handsome. No, I don't like. What are you doing? They're a little tight, but I think you they look good on you. I am not that man. Well, you're not wearing your clothes, but you're still Edgar. Take a look at your Yeah, see, see there in the puddle? See, it's still your face? That's you. That's not Edgar Allan Poe. That is a rat with a tail. Snout sniffing for garbage or human flesh upon which to feast. Oh, dear God, the dragon's The sharpness of his rat. teeth will cut the skin and draw the blood. This one's more trouble than it's worth. Just leave him be. We're going to have to go back and start all over again at the beginning. My favorite belt. Can I just get my belt? Let it go, Eloise. I am the biggest rat you'll ever And that is the story of how Poe died.
Did you know that? No, I said. You, uh, how do you not know this? He, he was, got very violent and agitated how with me about how I didn't know this. And, and then the I threatened to call the police because he was getting you know, just sir? extremely violent with his language. I know what it is to be Poe. And eventually I convinced him that his car was going to be broken into if he left it out there on the concourse. And so well, then I, I'll check on it. That, that got him out of my hair. And in the meantime, you need to learn more about your history. And, uh, but that night, I, I could not sleep. I was so agitated. And I lay on my bed, sweating and wondering what the hell I was doing here. And then, as I'm beginning to drift off, I hear a slight scratching noise at the ceiling. I got up, flipped on the light switch. And at the top of the stairs is a giant rat. And it, I just, I screamed. I jumped backwards and the thing falls into my apartment i run into the shed i grab a trash picker and and now i'm dancing back and forth with this giant rat going along the perimeter of my apartment and finally i get it in the corner i just nail it right in the stomach it was like squealing and wriggling and then finally just died and i took it out into my rose garden and i buried it just like a post story of some kind I, I'm not afraid to tell you that I wept. And then I went back into the cot. Now I really can't sleep. I made some coffee and I picked up a, a Poe biography and I turned to the section on his death and uh, wouldn't you know it, there's a, a paragraph about the election day theory. Poe may have been cooped to death. And I thought, well... That's what I get for not listening to the man in purple. That was Matthew Mercier talking about his experience as the caretaker for the last home of Edgar Allan Poe. You've been listening to The Devil You Know, a Halloween election special from PRX and The Truth. The Truth is a podcast. We offer a new fiction story every two weeks. And to hear our past stories, you can go to our website, thetruthpodcast.com. These stories were made possible by the generous support of the public radio exchange, prx.org, and a fellowship we received from soundcloud.com. Thanks also to American Public Media for providing editorial support, My co-producer on The Truth is Carrie Hellman. Our production advisor is Peter Clowney. I'm Jonathan Mitchell, and you have been hearing a special one-hour presentation of The Truth. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.